I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, hi everyone. Welcome back to the second installment in our series, Becoming the Architect of Your Reality. Now, in part one, we covered some background for how this series came to be, what inspired me, as well as some of the central themes that will kind of serve as a guide for the rest of this series. And my sense with respect to those themes is that if you're open to those ideas to some extent, The rest of the series will likely flow a lot easier, and I think it's totally okay if we're at different points on the spectrum of fully being able to identify with these ideas, including if you don't identify with them at all and they sound totally bogus. Of course, if that's the case right now, this series may not be super relevant to you or interesting, but my guess is that if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, there may at least be some curiosity there to explore these ideas a little further. And as I said in part one, that's really what this podcast is about, is exploring different ideas and new ways of thinking that may be very contradictory to what the consensus is of, you know, how things work. And what I found is that the less I identify with concrete, rigid ideas about how things work, the more fun I have with reality and the more transformation and joy I experience. I think of this sort of as being in a childlike state of being open to learning about the world and not having such solid concrete ideas about how everything works and just how that open-mindedness creates so much more room for imagination and play and that's something that I really feel I lost. I don't know at which point, but there was definitely a critical point at which those ways of thinking and that way of existing in the world sort of faded away. And this is sort of about getting back to that. And I think it can be fun and exciting and playful to challenge the things we believe to be true about reality and how it works. So again, that's really what this series is sort of all about. And just to recap those two themes that I shared, number one, realities exist other than the one you are currently experiencing. That can also mean that beliefs exist other than the ones that you are currently believing or ways of being exist other than your current way of being. 
that can kind of be said in several different ways. And then the second central theme is that reality responds to who you are being. And this second point speaks to what we'll be obviously exploring more in this mini-series, which is transformation at the identity level as a means of experiencing reality in a new way. So I mentioned an analogy that is quite often used in reality creation, which is that it's almost like we're swapping out the lens through which we see reality and noticing how that can impact everything from our beliefs to our thoughts to our emotions to our perception of reality and even our actions and decisions. One thing that I do want to point out is that I don't believe it requires rejecting your current self in order to explore a new way of being. One analogy I've given to demonstrate this idea in the past is imagining that you are at a buffet and very simply choosing something different from what you may have been reaching for for a long time. So becoming open to and interested by other options. And the other thing is that what you've been choosing will still be there, even if you do decide to switch it up. But you'll be able to satiate that curiosity and that desire to try something new. And in addition to it not being necessary to reject your current self, I also don't think that it requires ruminating for long periods of time and trying to get to the bottom of how or why our identity and beliefs came to be. Although I have found that reflection to be interesting and helpful, specifically in realizing just how much was influenced by others or absorbed from my environment. So all of these ideas that I found I had about myself weren't necessarily the truth of what I authentically felt about myself. It was as a result of experiences or societal norms or narratives or, you know, the beliefs of others. And I think that's why I came to that point of tension a number of years ago where I just felt so disconnected from myself and my identity and my beliefs because I couldn't discern what was actually mine. And when I reflected a little further, I found that not a lot of it was. Not a lot of it was rooted in an idea about myself or about the world that I actually felt like I had chosen or that I resonated with. And that was a really interesting reflection, as I said, to be able to recognize that now I have this opportunity to decide for myself and kind of pick and choose what I want to keep and what I want to evolve away from or replace with a new belief about myself or about reality. And while that exploration can be interesting for sure, I don't think that it's entirely necessary to make any sort of change. So in the past, I spent a lot more time asking myself and ruminating on the question of how did I get to this point? Like, how do I have this idea about myself? What happened in my past that led me to this point? Whereas now it's not as important to me as it is to direct my energy to where I want to go. I feel like there's 
kind of a tipping point where if there's something that I need to work through, then that's one thing. But sometimes I can get so fixated and stuck on that question of how did I get here that I don't actually gain any momentum towards a new direction. So today's focus is going to be about defining what that new direction is. And your motivation for this change may be that you feel frustrated with some aspect of your reality or maybe stuck, or it could be just that you're curious to try something new. And to get a little bit more specific about what I mean by defining your new direction, essentially, what is it that you wish to experience? And you know, defining your desired reality. So bringing that into the terms that we've been using as it relates to architecture, you're going to be creating your blueprint. And then in part three, we'll be defining the version of you that's living that reality. And we'll be defining that at the levels of identity, beliefs, emotions, and actions. And then in our architecture terms, That part is all about making sure that you're the right candidate for the job. Okay, so we're ready to begin. This part is so fun to me. I love talking to people about this, about, you know, a new idea for what they'd like to experience. And so in this part, as I mentioned, we're going to be creating your blueprint. So the question sort of that will launch us into the rest of this series is, what is it that you want to build? And how are you going to start to create that blueprint? So as it relates to reality creation, like I said, what is your desired reality? What is the change, shift, or transformation that you're craving? Now, everyone may have a slightly different way of defining their desired reality or creating their blueprint. Every architect will have a slightly different process. But here's kind of how I approach things and some tips that may help you to create your blueprint. So I find it helpful to start with a specific area or domain of life. I don't like trying to tackle like my whole life all at once and trying to create this whole laundry list of things that I want to transform or change. Think of this as selecting the location for where you're going to build. So in terms of reality creation and your life, it could be romantic partnership, health, career, finances, friendship, for example. And then from there, so kind of step two, I can start to create my blueprint. So in other words, what is my desired reality in that area? Now, to do this, I like to start with the foundation, or you could think of this as an outline first. So your outline of the blueprint. What that looks like for me in reality creation terms is selecting one to three keywords that represent my core values in my chosen area. So for example, if I've chosen career, my core values or keywords would be freedom, ease, and creativity. So those are the things that I want to experience and kind of my pillars in that area. And then from there, I would start to fill in the blueprint, adding more detail like walls, rooms, stairs, for example. 
So further designing and defining my desired reality based on my core values. So how do I define freedom in my career? Ease, creativity, what does that look like on a daily basis? What is my routine? How does it feel? What are the overall emotions that I have as it relates to my career? And then I also love to, of course, incorporate visuals. So maybe creating a Pinterest board and having a section for each keyword and adding in photos that invoke the feeling of each. And of course, these steps are never prescriptive. They're just things that I find effective for my own way of doing things and how I operate best. And I think it can be really fun to play around with that and connect with your own process too. And I did mention this briefly in part one, but I want to mention it again because I think it's really important to start with small projects that you as an architect feel capable of taking on. In other words, at least in my experience, I find that... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I have to believe even if it feels like a bit of a stretch, that the project I'm taking on is going to be feasible. And a simple litmus test to determine that for me is to sort of look at what I've defined as my desired reality. So maybe putting it in front of me on paper, writing it down, and just noticing my internal reaction. So 
maybe I have my description, whatever that looks like, whether it's written or another medium of my desired reality. In other words, I have my blueprint in front of me and I'm going to ask myself a couple of questions. The first is, do I have any strong feelings of rejection towards this reality? So, you know, do my thoughts automatically and overwhelmingly go to things like, that's not possible, that will never happen to me. And, you know, thoughts are a really good indicator for me, but also physical sensations. So if I physically feel my body start to tense up, or I feel a strong sense of fear or anxiety or even doubt, that's a good sign for me that that is kind of overriding my ability to be open to moving towards that reality. And that can be sort of an interesting investigation because if there is a lot of fear, sometimes some part of me may be stopping myself from trying to move towards that reality because it's out of self-preservation. Some part of me is fearful that if that does become my new reality, what will happen? How will I be in danger? And what I found is that that can happen on sort of an automatic subconscious loop that I'm not even really aware of until I, like I said, investigate it a little bit further and give myself the opportunity to sort of listen to that fearful part of myself. And then if it is something that's simply is just too scary at this time. Maybe I create a new version of my desired reality that that fearful part of me can sort of feel comfortable about. I don't really identify 100% with these ideas that it's all about pushing through fear and, you know, thinking bigger and eliminating doubt. And anytime I've tried to do that, I just feel like that bigger part of me that is rejecting that experience kind of overrides my system and becomes sort of in control of my whole experience. And besides that, I just haven't really been as successful in trying to move towards things that I am really scared of or that I really, really doubt or reject on some level. So when I say this, like taking on smaller projects, thinking about that architect example, in the same way that as an architect at the beginning of your career, you wouldn't necessarily expect that just because you're taking on smaller things right now, you won't ever get to those bigger projects that you really want to work on. But it's just recognizing and appreciating where you're at and seeing the value in that and seeing every single iteration of your experience as a stepping stone to that bigger vision that you may have that in this moment maybe doesn't feel quite so accessible. And another key thing for me, honestly, with trying to take on these massive changes or transformations or completely changing every aspect of who I am is laziness and if something feels like a massive overhaul of my identity in a way that's going to require a lot of effort and a lot of time usually I feel a strong sense of rejection towards that identity so an example of this that I've shared before would be you know sometimes when I feel like I want to be a little bit more healthier be a little bit more fit I find myself 
buying into this idea that I need to completely change everything about my routine, about my diet. I need to become basically someone with a bodybuilder schedule, going to the gym seven days a week. And because that's so different from my current routine, that part of me that's lazy is just like, nah, I'll just stay put. And so I never actually gain any momentum towards even becoming healthier in the way that I want. So defining it in a way that's closer to my current identity helps me to actually maybe get to that goal of feeling good, feeling healthy, feeling vibrant without trying to completely change every aspect of who I am overnight. So what I'm trying to say here is that I like to work with something that I can accept. Again, knowing it may require me to respond to reality differently which may be challenging, but that I still feel is attainable. So it's a stretch in some capacity, but it's not completely out of reach. So going back to the architect example, it's okay to take on what feels attainable and within your skill set. And in fact, the overall success of the project probably will go a lot better when you take on things that are within your skill set. And Like I said earlier, those bigger projects will still be there as you improve your craft and gain more experience. Before we move on to part three, I want to also share one last thing that I find to be helpful, which is defining why you're committing to this project as an architect, or in other words, why do you want to move towards this desired reality? What does it represent to you and why is it important to you? For me personally, up until a certain point in my life, it kind of felt like I was on autopilot. So predominantly making choices out of obligation and a feeling of, okay, this is what I should be doing versus this is what I want or this is fundamentally important to me. And because I was kind of feeling on autopilot, making a lot of choices out of obligation, my overall enjoyment of life and my motivation to do certain things was quite low. And what I find is that when it comes to personal transformation of any kind, the former attitude of should just isn't as effective a motivator as this is fundamentally important to me. I am making this choice. I want this. And having that deep personal connection with the transformation I am choosing to make means that I'm that much more motivated to see it through and also more likely to withstand challenges and setbacks that come along. So think of this in terms of an architect or any career path. If you were assigned a task from your superior the difference between how you would feel and how you would be motivated to see that through versus if you sought out something that was really important to you and you had identified was super important for your development and you chose to take that project on. One example of this for me would be my career path and finding myself in a position that outwardly was well-esteemed I would say that people would be proud that I was in and that maybe societally represented what you should do in the path that you should take in order to experience 
success. The reality of my day-to-day was that I felt awful mentally and, you know, just was, besides being really anxious about, you know, what was I going to do? How was I going to find a different path? How was I going to get out of this situation? I just was completely uninspired by my life at the time and specifically by that part of my life, my career. And I was bored and I just felt like this is something that I'm spending majority of my time doing and I feel no connection to it whatsoever. And that feeling of maybe I have a choice to do something different. Maybe I don't have to accept that this is the only way I can experience success. Maybe I can have a little bit of choice in what that looks like. That became sort of my fire. And I wanted to, at the very least, prove to myself whether or not there was something else available to me. So whether or not there was a different reality I could experience, a different relationship with this domain of life that we all have different experiences with of career. Once I began to connect with a new blueprint for what this area of my life could be and I began to feel the connection of what I really desired and that reality that I was moving towards, I had such a strong why and such a strong sense of motivation that has continued to carry me through even now more than any external pressure I think ever could. I've certainly mentioned this before, but also any challenges that I experience now as it relates to my career feels so much different because this is what I chose, like actually consciously chose and built sort of from the ground up. And I'm not saying that you have to go out and become self-employed and do what I did in order to have this experience, but just defining a new way to experience some domain of life and really connecting with it and having a strong sense of why you are moving towards that, again, just makes you so much more resilient, in my opinion, when you're on that path and when you start to experience that reality because, again, you chose to be there and it's not something that somebody else forced you into or somebody else's values told you, you know, this is what you have to do because this is important for XYZ reason. So in summary, defining your why I think can be very helpful and it doesn't have to be like some big grandiose reason for why you're doing something, but just connecting on some level with why something is important. I think that adds a little boost of motivation to, you know, move you towards that reality and also to navigate any challenges or setbacks as you move towards it. So that brings us to the end of our second installment in this series. I hope you enjoyed building your blueprint and you know the last thing that I do want to say on this is that your blueprint can change. Mine is always changing and fluctuating and I'm refining it and I'm gaining data and feedback from my environment that tells me, hey, maybe that thing isn't as important to me. So let me come back to my blueprint and shift things around a little bit. So it doesn't have to be this finite 
concrete rigid thing it can evolve as you evolve and gain new information again this is an experiment it's an exploration it's meant to be fun and fluid and sort of contradicts this idea that we have to get to this final point in life where we've got everything figured out and this is what we're going to be doing and this is the path that we're going to be on so I'm looking forward to sharing part three next week which will be all about looking at your candidacy now as the architect of your reality. So I'd love to hear your thoughts as always, or feel free to leave a question or comment right here on the episode if you're listening on Spotify. And with that said, have a great rest of your day and I will see you in part three. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.